Welcome to Weight Loss and Wellness for Real, the podcast where people like you get the practical solutions and support you need to permanently lose the physical and mental weight so you can feel better and live the life you want in the body and mind you want. If you're looking to overcome your stress eating, overeating, binging behaviors, and move to a place of freedom with food and your body, you're in the right place. Just a reminder that this podcast represents my own opinions. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for educational and informational purposes only. Please consult your doctor or healthcare professional for any individual medical questions you may have. Hi friends and welcome. I'm really glad you're here today. This is episode 52 of the podcast, Weight Loss and Wellness for Real. Today's topic is going to be all about the art of saying no. In other words, setting some loving boundaries for ourselves with others and specifically with food since most of you listening here are here for the weight loss advice. If you haven't listened to previous episode uh, 51 on boundaries, I highly suggest you do it first before listening to this one as I'm kind of building off uh, last week's episode. My, my hope is that you will listen to this and have a clearer understanding just on why setting boundaries with food and drink actually can create a healthier relationship with food that does lead to weight loss, health, food freedom. We're going to learn how to set boundaries without creating restriction mentality and instead setting setting boundaries while creating a more positive, loving relationship with ourselves. So you're going to get examples of what boundaries with food and drink look like without creating those feelings of resentment or frustration about setting the boundaries with yourself. Okay, so a couple of things first. You can head to my website, heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. From there, you can request services as well as sign up for a monthly newsletter that I send out uh, just with everything on well-being. Usually included are some discount codes for products that I use. Uh, from there, you can also get to my social media handles. Instagram is Heinen Counseling and Coaching. I also have a recipes only page, high protein recipes, and that is called Peak Protein Recipes on Instagram. Peak is spelled P-E-A-K. Uh, you can also use my website to send me questions on anything related to topics discussed uh, in this podcast as well as I have another podcast on intermittent fasting. If you're into that, you can also submit questions on intermittent fasting. Um, Okay. Also, uh, you can join us if you are into intermittent fasting, you can join us over on our Facebook group that is called Intermittent Fasting Lifestyle for Weight Loss, Maintenance, and Health. Uh, But again, today we are focusing on setting boundaries for ourselves in a loving way with food. So let's get into it. I just want to go over a quick recap of what boundaries are. Um, Basically just a summary of some of the things I talked about in last week's episode. So what boundaries are and what they do for us. So Boundaries are guidelines and limits that tell how we want to be treated, what's acceptable and what isn't when it comes to other people. 
but also with ourselves, how we want our own self to be treating us. I mean, we've talked about this, just different parts of ourselves that kind of battle that lower brain, higher brain, that sort of thing. So boundaries are not just about setting boundaries for how others treat us, but also how, you know, those different parts of ourselves are treating us. Boundaries are a form of self-care. They create more compassion. So Though this is actually really interesting, those with strong boundaries are typically the most compassionate people. And this is research that was done by Brené Brown. If you're interested, you can just kind of Google some of that and find it. But when we have strong boundaries, we experience less resentment and anger, which is why we have the ability to be more compassionate. Boundaries give us feelings of peace and safety. Boundaries give us the time and energy to do things that nourish us and bring joy to our body, minds, and spirits. So let's apply some of those things to boundaries and food, and then we'll move into um, what I like to call the actual art of saying no. And I just saw that is a book out there, so I probably thought it was so cool coming up with that, the art of saying no, but I'm guessing I must have seen it or come across it somewhere Um, but anyway, there is a book out there called that. I haven't read it yet, but if any of you have, um, email me and let me know if you liked it or not. Okay. So guidelines and limits that tell us how do we want to be treated boundaries, what's acceptable and what isn't. So if we apply this to our personal relationships with food and, and when I say food, you can sub in, you know, drink or alcohol or really any habit you use to self-soothe. Um, or any behavior you're trying to change. So I, I want you to ask yourself from your wise mind, your higher self, from from that part of you that wants your health back, from the part of you that wants freedom from food, that part of you, the part of you that wants the weight off. Picture that part of you in your head and maybe even give that part of you a name. And I want you to have this conversation with the part of you that eats mindlessly, that uses food for emotional reasons, um, that goes to food to change a feeling. And, you know, that's that lower part of the brain, the habit brain, that part of you, that that lower part of you. So some people, follow me here, some people find it helpful to journal this conversation between your two parts. So, you know, using like one colored pen for your wise self, and one colored pen for that lower brain self. I'm, I'm going to use a personal example here to help explain this method. And by the way, I'm getting really vulnerable with all of you here. So please be kind. Um, okay, so my wise, values living, authentic self, you know, who is truly me. I call that part of me, Heather, just my name. That is how I see myself, how I want to be, you know, I want to be living out of that wise, values-driven mind most of the time. That lower brain part of me, I have always just used the name Lizzie as, you know, many, many years ago, I learned about, um, I think I took a course where they used the word for the amygdala, the lizard brain. And that's just always kind of stuck with me. So I've always sort of used that name, Lizzie, as part of my lower brain. Anyway, okay, here we go. So Heather says to Lizzie, I want our choices of food to be kind to our body. I want to respect our health. I want it to not create a bunch of negative emotion in us after we eat it. 
I want you, Lizzie, to stop trying to lure me into eating it when I'm not hungry. You are stepping over my boundaries when you try to coerce me into eating it when I'm not hungry. I want you to work on ceasing this behavior. It's not okay with me. I know many of you listening to this might feel it's a little too out there, but I am telling you this technique can work wonders for many, many, many of us. So it might be worth a try. Um, Okay, so boundaries are a form of self-care and they can create more, well, they do create more self-compassion. We know that from research. So if we look at our relationship with food, we need to ask, is food nourishing us? Is it taking care of us? If we are overeating it, then it's not taking care of us. It's, it's creating health issues. It's creating emotional issues. So creating boundaries around how and what we eat from a place of self-care and loving kindness to ourselves can actually, actually really shift what we choose to eat and how much we choose to eat or drink. So so stay with me here for a minute. This This doesn't mean you don't ever enjoy food or drink that you love. It means that you are intentional in your choices of food and drink to align with your values. So if you currently value health and weight loss, meaning it's really important for you right now, then putting boundaries in place around food and drink that are loving and kind to get you to align with your values might mean might mean you set a boundary of something like no more than one glass of wine a day for a while. Or it may mean you set a boundary of no processed foods during the week. Or maybe a boundary of no eating when I'm not hungry for four out of seven days this week. The trick is to set the boundary from a place of self-care and compassion. This gets into all the thought work again, y'all. So, you know, it's really important as you're doing this boundary work that you're thinking about the thoughts you're thinking beforehand, that you are really working on coming from a place of setting boundaries of self-care and compassion. So I am setting the boundary with myself of no nut butters during the week because I know when I eat that, I overeat it and feel terrible and can't lose the weight I want to lose. I care about the part of me that wants to lose weight for my health and well-being and to put that boundary in place for five days is a form of self-care. Okay, so now contrast that and see how different that is from something like this. No more nut butter ever. I'm such a pig when I eat that stuff. I have no control, so I just, I can never have it again. And then this leads to something like, I'm so pissed I can't eat what I want. It's not fair. I should be able to eat whatever I want. That is resentment. And now guess what will happen? I'm gonna eat the nut butter and and probably a ton of chocolate along with it because I'm pissed off, frustrated, resentful. And then the shame and the guilt comes on later for having ate it. And so then I eat more. And then, you know, because I'm feeling those feelings of shame and guilt that I want to get out of. And then no weight comes off for the week. And I'm back to square one, if not even beyond that, if not having gained some weight. So you get it. You have to be very intentional and loving and compassionate when setting your boundaries. The boundaries need to come from that space. Um, But the truth is, and this is hard sometimes, but we do need to have some boundaries with food in order for weight loss to occur. 
So remember, if we have strong boundaries, we will experience less resentment and anger, okay? Strong boundaries that we hold strong to, we will experience less resentment and anger. So stand strong in your boundaries with yourself, just like you would when setting boundaries with other people. Your, your wise mind, your wise person, in my case, that I've named that Heather, <laughs> needs to be strong and committed. And when my lower brain, Lizzie, starts to complain, I talk to that part of me like I talk to a child, either having a temper tantrum or, or sometimes um, Lizzie isn't angry or resentful, but just sad. So if it's a temper tantrum that's going on with my lower brain, I, I recognize the angry, frustrated feelings I validate them and I stay strong in my boundaries. So it would be something like, you know, I hear you, Lizzie. I hear you, lower brain. And I get why you're so frustrated that you can't eat what you want to eat in this moment. I tell you what, when you get hungry, you can have what's on our plan for today. And if you still want it tomorrow, you can plan for it tomorrow and have it. It's no big deal. If it's more sadness that's going on with your lower brain, then my conversation might be more like, I really get that you're sad. You also know food doesn't really help. The sadness comes back. So instead, let's just allow the sadness and really feel it so we can get through it quicker. Okay, so the point is to keep strong boundaries with yourself, to follow through. And this is what's going to help you get away from those feelings of resentment that always pack on the pounds. I hope you are finding something useful from these episodes and this podcast. And if so, please share it with someone else in your life you feel it could benefit. This podcast is also now monetized. So if you really feel you are getting a lot from it and want to help keep it going, please go to the episode show notes. You can just scroll down from wherever you're listening. You'll see a description of the episode And then you will see it says support this podcast and then there's a link you can click on. You can click on that link and that's where you can support the podcast. Even the smallest donation like 99 cents helps to keep me producing the podcast. And to those of you who have donated, I really, really appreciate the support. I really do appreciate all of you listening and sharing the space with me. Again, just very thankful for all of you. Having boundaries with food, just like within our relationships or with other people, give us peace and calm. When we put a few loving boundaries in place with food and drink, we can get away from all that decision fatigue, which creates, I mean, getting away from the from the decision fatigue creates more peace and calm for ourselves. And when we feel more peace and calm and stillness, we are much less likely to overeat and overdrink. With boundaries in place, there's no more deciding on what to eat. You know, or I want it, don't eat it. Yes, eat it. No, don't. Should I eat it? I don't know. You know, all that food chatter. So getting away from that exhausting chatter about food is is really um, something that you can get to by setting boundaries. Boundaries bring us freedom, peace, and calm. Boundaries with food also give us time and energy to do things that nourish us and bring joy to our body, minds, and spirits that does not involve food. If you deal with 
you know, all that food and body chatter, you know how exhausting and time consuming it is. I think, I really do think one of the greatest gifts I ever gave myself was this work as it really has freed me from all the hours of exhausting chatter in my brain about food and about my body. Because that chatter lessens so much, I think I've now said the word chatter, I don't know, like 10 times in a very short period of time. Anyway, because that chatter lessens so much, I now have the time and energy you know, to plug into doing the things I've always wanted to do in life, engaging in my relationships more, writing more, creating more, adventuring more, experiencing more, you know, so boundaries really with food really do open up all these other possibilities within our life. Okay, let's move into talking about the actual experience of saying no. Um, This is what so many of us find very, very difficult. I mean, oh my goodness, for me to say no, you know, about 20 years ago, maybe even up to 10, I mean, I've been doing this work for a while, but I had a really hard time saying no for a long, long time. So this is how we can say no to others when we are standing strong in our boundaries. And this also applies to how we talk to ourselves when we are telling ourselves no. We want to be able to say no without experiencing guilt about saying it or without experiencing resentment when we have to tell ourselves no. So first off, we need to talk about our thoughts around this. Remember, thoughts create our feelings. So when we say no to others or to ourselves, we want to experience feelings of things like empowerment, things like peace, like calm. We don't want to experience feelings of guilt or anger or resentment. So here's an example. I have set a boundary with myself that I close the kitchen by 7, 7.30 on weekdays. So this means I am done eating or drinking by 7, 7.30 p.m. If I set this boundary and think to myself, this is so unfair that I can't eat after 7 p.m. or no one else has to do this to stay healthy or this sucks, then I'm really going to create the feelings of resentment, frustration, um, anger within myself. And remember what these feelings will often create in our behaviors. You know, feelings motivate, propel our behaviors. So the sort of feelings of resentment and frustration that I'm creating from those thoughts, those feelings create tension. And so often, if I have the pattern habit of going to food or drink for relief, that's what I will eventually do. And then I've broken my boundary with myself. I feel shame and guilt, which again, often would lead me to overeating. So now my, my goal of losing weight and live, living free of food and body thoughts just got further away from me. But if instead I on purpose think things like, Heather, this is such a loving boundary you have set for yourself. You know that with this boundary in place, you have less food chatter. You have more time to focus on other modes of self-care and you get to fit into your genes. So boundaries are such a loving way to show myself how worthy I am to get to my goals. And with those thoughts, I now create feelings of empowerment, willingness, and peace. So you see the difference there? When you're going to say no, you want to make sure you are practicing thoughts that will bring you empowerment and not resentment. 
Okay, so when you're going to say no to someone or to yourself, you want to focus on what you are saying yes to. So every time we say no to something, we are saying yes to other opportunities. When I say no to overeating the ice cream or no to eating after 7 p.m., I am saying yes to the feeling of freedom when I put on my jeans the next day. And I'm saying yes to feeling more energetic the next day. So remind yourself that you are actually saying yes when you are saying no. And this helps to set your brain and body up to not feel that guilt or resentment when saying no. Okay, second thing, avoid details. Do not get into long, detailed conversations about this. Keep your reasons um, to others. You know, if you're setting boundaries to others, uh, keep your reasons that you're giving them as to why you're saying no, as well as to yourself, Keep the reasons short and simple. If you go into details, you really run the risk of being talked out of your no by the person you're trying to set the boundary with or by you, that other part of you. So when I say no to myself because of loving boundaries I have set for myself, I do not want to have a huge conversation back and forth in my mind every time. Keep it simple. So no. And that's it. This this goes for saying no to others as well. No long explanations or sorries, just no. Okay, next thing. Know the things people or your lower brain use to get you to say yes. So your brain might say things like, come on, just do it. You deserve it. Or this just once won't matter. And This makes it really easy to cross your boundaries that you've set for yourself with food. Recognize what your brain likes to throw up at you, what what the habit brain likes to say in those moments. Even writing them out so you are really clear on what these thoughts are that come up for you and then prepare for your response when they come up. Here's an example. My common common one is, um, I often get the one, you know, it won't matter just this once. It won't matter just this once. So I have practiced and gone through this thought work and now I'm in the habit of saying back, no, that's not true. It does matter. And by the way, I have experienced that proves this is true, right? I mean, I have a whole past with one time for me, actually, you know, it does matter because for me, it leads to this pattern of overeating again and again and again. So I know that I've worked on it. So for me, I know that thought is not true and I can shut it down. So I can recognize sort of those manipulative tactics used by my brain um, as well as by others. And I can prepare for it so that I can stand firm in my decision. Okay, next one, only say no. Do not say maybe or possibly. There's a lot of power and empowerment in being direct. There is no room in that case for misinterpretation. So be firm. Use the word no only. Next one, offer alternatives or suggestions. So if you're saying no to someone, you could recommend, you know, another way to, when you say no, you could recommend beyond that another way that they might consider having the task done. Or if you're saying no to yourself with overeating, you could tell yourself, okay, if you want it tomorrow, you can have more then. And that calms the brain down and that's offering an alternative and that works perfectly. And last one, say no with a gentle smile, even when you're doing this to yourself. But when you're saying no to others, as well as to yourself, keep a very gentle smile on your face. This really does change your brain chemistry while you're setting the boundary into 
um, a much more relaxed state, which is going to help you keep that boundary. But also if you're setting boundaries with another person, keeping a gentle smile on your face really is going to affect how they are also taking in your message. So, you know, putting that different smile on your face or putting that gentle smile on your face creates different neurotransmitter patterns in your brain and, and really brings up more feelings of peace. And so you can even try it right now. Just put a gentle smile on your face and then pay attention to how you're feeling. It's not a huge change, but if you're in tune with yourself, you will see this actually works. It does shift how you're feeling a bit. So you've learned about setting loving boundaries, how to say no in a way that won't create resentment or guilt, but instead creates peace and empowerment. Uh, So I just want to give you some very practical examples of loving boundaries. Some of my clients have practiced with themselves to help lose weight and gain back their optimal health because here's the truth. If we want to live at a specific weight feel optimal energy, etc. We do have to set some boundaries with food and practice them until they become easy and habitual. And once they become easy and habitual, you won't at that point conceptualize them as boundaries anymore, but as loving, kind ways you take care of yourself. Okay, so here's some ideas you could implement if you're into this kind of work. Here, and remember, these are just examples that I've heard people use in the past. I mean, you got to find your own. That's going to be right for you and that works for you. But a couple examples. So first one, alcohol is not consumed during the week, only on the weekends. I eat or drink before 8 p.m. After 8 p.m., the kitchen is closed. If donuts are offered at work and if I really want one, I can have it one time a week. I will eat my ice cream at night out of a small cup or bowl instead of a big one. When I go out to eat, I will order what I want, but skip the appetizers and dessert. When I go out to eat, I will choose between alcohol or dessert, not both. I will wait until I'm hungry to eat. I will stop eating when I am satisfied. I will not eat in my car. Okay, so those are just a few. If, if you're wanting to give loving boundaries with food a try, you know, choose just one for this week. See how it goes. Make sure you implement those thought work strategies first. You have to set your brain up first to be in a good space to stand firm with your loving boundaries that you choose to set for yourself. When I'm setting boundaries with myself, I always go into the mindset of talking to my lower brain. Okay. That's Lizzie. Remember? Anyway, so this keeps me in that mindset of how I would talk to a frustrated young child or a sad child and I'm, I'm, that I'm wanting to nurture. I have to say no to that child in order to help the child grow and get to where they want to be. They don't always understand in the moment that saying no is for the better, but me, as my wise mind, knows. And so this helps me stay in that right mindset to be able to follow through on my boundaries without feeling resentment. Okay, we've talked about how boundaries with food and drink actually creates a healthier relationship with food that leads to weight loss, health, food freedom. You learned how to set boundaries without creating restriction mentality and instead creating a more positive, loving relationship with yourself. I gave you examples of what boundaries with food and drink look like without creating feelings of resentment or frustration about the boundaries and how this this practice can help you drop the weight and live the life you've been dreaming about 
in the body you've been dreaming about. And if you found anything useful, please uh, subscribe or follow this podcast wherever you're listening. Also, if you would, please pass it along to someone in your life you think might benefit benefit from it. Um, it really is my mission to put all this information out there to create uh, value for people's lives so they can get to where they want to be. Thank you for being here and sharing this space with me. I appreciate you all very much, and we will talk soon. Did you know you can find a lot more help from me on my website? Go to heatherheinen.com. Heinen is spelled H-E-Y-N-E-N. And get in touch with questions on all things I offer, like online courses for overeating, weight loss, goal attainment, and also my coaching and counseling services. Thank you.